们祷告。Our Father who are in heavens, we thank you, Lord, because we can、uh, get in together as your people, as your children. We thank you, Lord, because we can get in together as your people, as your children. We thank you, Lord, because we can get in together as your people. Is to be amazing how how great is the salvation that you provide to us. 就是您为我们所准备的救恩是何等的浩大。Amaze how great is your love toward us. 你对我们的爱是何等的大。How great is the God who now we believe. 是你你是何等一位伟大的神，是我们这样相信的。And we thank Lord because you always is、uh, open our eyes and、uh, speaking to us. 主啊，你我们为着你经常打开我们的眼睛向我们说话，我们感谢你。Calling us to follow you all the way。你召我们一路的跟从你。And then we commit this time when we can open your word and meditate together。主啊，我们把这段时间仰望交托给你，当我们这样一起啊、呃、沉思在这里默想你的话。Confessing that you are the only one who has the eternal words。我们承认只有你有那永生的话。Words that can move us toward eternity. 只有你的话可以带我们到永生。So speak to us through your Holy Spirit, Lord. 主啊，借着圣灵向我们的心说话。Bless our time together. 啊，祝福这样我们在一起的时间。And may all of us be、uh, united in one heart, in one spirit, in praise and adoration toward you. 让我们在一起。啊、uh, ，把赞美、荣耀归给你，是在这里一个灵、一个心，在这里聚集。In Jesus' name we pray。我们祷告，靠着耶稣基督的名。Good morning, brothers and sisters。弟兄姊妹，早安。Can we turn to a portion of the scriptures in Colossians, chapter two? 请大家打开哥罗西书第二章。Colossians, chapter two, and verse nineteen. 哥罗西书二章十九节。Now we will read this in a positive. Uh, perspective and not in a negative perspective, so we will not read the first two words and not. So we read is read the first word from a negative perspective, so for the negative word, holding fast to the head from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments, grows with the growth which is from God. 持定元首，全身既然靠着他精洁得以相助联络，就因神大得长进。And the phrase we want to pay attention to is the phrase holding fast to the head。我们所要特别着重的，呃，这这个句子就是说持定元首。And then Psalm 133， 诗篇一百三十三篇。
We'll read the whole psalm. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forever. Could we have a further word of prayer? Lord, as we come to handle and listen to your word, Lord, we come humbly before you, and we ask, Lord, that you may speak to us. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit may anoint these words. Lord, because without you, Lord, these words are but mere words. So we ask that you may breathe life into these words. And speak to the depths of our hearts. Lord, that we may understand what it means for you to be our head. Lord, that we may truly hold fast to the head. Lord, we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. We know that in the past few months we have sharing on this matter of the body of Christ. And also the cross. Now, I think oftentimes when we speak about the church, because of various reasons, we have certain conceptions about the church. And oftentimes, we think about it as its own individual unit. So it's very often that you hear, well, I left my umbrella at the church. Or sometimes our concept of the church is a wonderful cathedral. Maybe St. Peter's Cathedral. Or if you go to New York City, St. Patrick's Cathedral. And the first thing we think about, oh, it's a building, it's a place. And we think about it as its own unit. But maybe because you have heard some good messages, you know that the church is not just a building. It's not something merely external. 
So that maybe the church is um, the body of Christ. But sometimes, even when we think about the body of Christ, we think about it as something of its own. Somehow, we don't think about it in relation to the Lord Himself. I know that because I'm guilty of that myself. But what is it that the Bible shares with us? My burden this morning is to uh, bring a different, uh, maybe reinforce what is it that the Bible speaks about the church? That the church is nothing but Christ himself. Or an extension of Christ. And um, so how will I share this with you? Now we know that certain brothers they wanted to give an experimental experiential perspective of the church. And some brothers had shared on the historical perspective. So if I may, um, and the Lord allows that I may share it from a geographical perspective. And what is it that through uh, the geography of the promised land, how the, the Lord, Holy Spirit draws a picture for us to understand what is it that the church is? And by the Lord's mercy, it is a wonderful picture. My prayer is that the Lord may somehow be able to speak and make this clear. Now, in this matter of the word the church, you know, the Lord Himself only speaks of it twice in His ministry. Now it was something very precious to him. So if we are to understand what the the church is, we must hear it from the Lord Himself. We must pay close attention to the two times he mentions the word church. Once in Matthew 16, and one is in Matthew 18. How does the Lord explain the, the church? So I think we have to turn there and look. Matthew chapter 16. We are all very familiar with this portion of the scriptures. And in my mind, this is probably one of the most 
important scriptures in the Bible. Because here is the creator of the universe. With those whom he loved. And he was sharing his heart to them. He was revealing to them the greatest truth of this universe. And um, if we could turn to Matthew 16 and verse 13. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And then he goes on to say, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And then verse 24. And then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So here in these few verses, the Lord poured out His heart. And we see that four great truths of the Bible are revealed. And the first was that the Father revealed to Peter that here was the Christ. Peter had a great discovery. He were, here was the Savior of the world. And he was the Christ. But in revealing that to Peter, the Lord revealed something to, to the disciples himself. He said, and you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So the Lord revealed the church to Peter. And later we read about the kingdom as well as the cross. So my burden this morning is, the Lord revealed these great truths in this place. Why did the Lord do it here? There must have been something special about that place. 
Now, in verse 13, it says, Now Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi. Now, there is something very distinct about Caesarea Philippi. Now, many brothers and sisters are returning from Israel today. I think they may have gone to Caesarea Philippi. But if you've ever visited Caesarea Philippi, you'll understand why this place is interesting. Now, the Lord said in verse 18, I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now, this was a tremendous phrase. But of course, we know the Lord was not referring to Peter. Peter is but a little stone. But the Lord said, upon this rock, or upon this huge, massive rock, I will build my church. So that rock, of course, is the Lord Himself. But if you've ever been to Caesarea Philippi, you will understand the significance of this phrase. Actually, if you go to Caesarea Philippi, you'll discover that there is a huge rock there. It's it's actually like a boulder. Boulder. And it's 500 feet wide and 100 feet high. It's like a little hill, actually. Um, and, and what is interesting about this is that there's a huge a cave or a crack down the middle. And you'll see actually water coming out of that cave. Now actually this is an earthquake area. And very likely this was created by this uh, huge cleft was created by an earthquake. And underneath this rock, actually lies one of the largest springs of that area. And as a, as a matter of fact, this large spring is the fountainhead of that River Jordan. If you look at the land of Israel, it's actually a very long piece of land. Now the special feature of this land is that there is a river that runs from north all the way to the south. And this is the lifeline of Israel. This is how the people of Israel live off of the land. And it provides the life for this land. But if you look at the start of this river, you can trace it all the way back to this huge rock. And 
and uh, and because one day there was a huge earthquake. This huge rock was cleft. And out of this rock came forth this water. And then provided the water to the land of Israel. But that's not the end of the story. So where did this spring come from? Actually, this Caesarea Philippi sits at the foot of Mount Hermon. Now Mount Hermon is the tallest mountain uh, in the region. It actually stands over 9,000 feet high. It has three summits that are quarter of a mile apart. And as a matter of fact, it sits 16 to 20 miles long. So it's almost like a, a, a whole series of mountains that form Mount Hermon. Now, uh, throughout most of the year, the, the, the mountain is snow-capped. So if you look from a distance, it's white on the top. I don't know if you've ever seen the pictures of the Rocky Mountains. That's where people love to go ski. But it's a similar picture. That the top of Mount Hermon is always snow-capped. So because of the composition of that of the stone of that mountain, it's very porous. So the as the snow melts, the water flows down towards the ground. And then becomes the source of this spring. So, so all the riches of Israel depend on the riches of that mountain. As there is provision from heaven to that mountain, the rain and the snow. It comes down and flows down and then becomes the source of life for the land of Israel. So there is this picture that I'm trying to portray. That it is in such a place that the Lord revealed these great truths. So because one day there was a huge earthquake and caused this huge boulder to cleft. This spring water now became accessible to the land of Israel. And became the lifeline for the people of Israel. So I don't know if this reminds you of a verse in the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 17 and verse 6. 
，出埃及记十七章第六节。Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. 我必在河裂的磐石那里站在你面前，你要击打磐石，从磐石里必有水流出来，使百姓可以喝。So when the Lord came and talked to the disciples， 所以当主向门徒们说话的时候 ，He said you are Peter。所以主说你是彼得。And upon this rock I will build my church。It is very likely that the Lord was referring to that rock. So, 非常可能主所讲的那个磐石就是那个击打磐石的那个。So what was that rock? 所以那个磐石是什么呢 ？Now we know that、um, the Bible says in the beginning was the Word. 所以圣经说说啊，太初有话。And the Word was with God. 话就是神。And the Word was God. So it was inaccessible to all of us. Ah, 是我们不能接触的 But one day, by by the grace of God, the Word became flesh. 但是有一天借着神的恩典化作了肉身 and tabernacled among us. 在我们之中支搭帐幕 That which was inaccessible became now accessible. 在起初是我们没有办法达到的，但如今我们却可以达到 So. One day, this great spring in Israel. So, 有一天，这个这个大的这个泉源在以色列。It was underground. 它原来是在地底下的。Inaccessible. 是没人所没有办法接接达到那里的。The the snow in of of Mount Hermon was inaccessible. 在黑门山的雪也是人们没有到达去达到的。That provision was inaccessible. 那样的供应是人所不能够。But one day that rock was cleft because of that earthquake. 但是有一天，由于地震，那个石磐石裂开了。And that became accessible. 就人们就可以用到这个水。So this speaks about our Lord. He came to this earth. 所以这就讲到我们的主来到这世上。Because of man's sin, man was far away from God. 由于人犯罪，人是远离神的。But now the Lord was providing a way that God would be accessible to man. 但是我们的主就提供了一个方式，我们的人人就可以来到神面前。So our Lord was that great rock. 我们的主就是那大磐石。And on the cross, because he was made sin, God struck him. 由于我们的主啊，神使他成为罪，就击打他。And our Lord was cleft on the cross. 所以我们的主在十字架上就。And the Bible tells us that from his side came forth water and blood when the soldier pierced his side. So, the Bible tells us that when the soldier pierced his side, from his side came forth water and blood. Now, blood speaks about redemption. But water speaks of life. So, because of our wonderful, the wonderful work of our Lord Jesus. He was that rock that was cleft for us. So he was that rock that was cleft for us. And out of his side came forth blood. So from his side came forth blood. To take care of your sin and my sin. So he 
解决我们你的罪和我的罪。But not only that, 所以不止如此, it also came there came forth water. speaks of life. 水就是代表的生命, speaks, speaks of provision. So do you remember the story of how the Lord met the Samaritan woman? 我们是否记得主遇到那撒玛利亚妇人吗? That everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. 主说每一个人你你你你在喝这水仍然要渴。But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him,但是你若喝我所赐给你的水，will never thirst，就永远不渴。But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life。我所赐给你的水必要在你里头成为泉源，直涌到永生。So thank the Lord for this wonderful story。所以感谢主啊。Thank the Lord that He was that rock that was cleft. And made available the spring of water. That flowed throughout the land of Israel. It speaks of your story and my story. It speaks about how we drink of this water and we are satisfied. What a wonderful story. But it doesn't end there. Now, uh, if, you, uh, um, if you read in, why don't you come and read with me in Psalm 42. Psalm 42. And we all know this song very well, As the Deer Pants for the Water. In verse 1 it says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. Um, Okay, in verse 6. Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore I remember you from the land of the Jordan and the peaks of Hermon from Mount Mazar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night. A prayer of the God of my life. 我的神啊，我的心在我里面忧闷，所以我从约旦地，从黑门岭，从米萨山纪念你。你的瀑布发声，深渊就与深渊响应。你的波浪洪涛漫过我身，白昼耶和华必向我施慈爱，黑夜我
Now, when the water is fast in that area, when the deer encounter the enemy, they will jump into the water. And as the water rolls over them, it will, it will uh, eliminate the scent, the, the scent that he gives off. And will protect him from the enemy. So this is the wonderful picture. The Lord uh, wonderfully saved us. Now out of his side flow forth water. It, it's our personal provision. It also protects us from the enemy. This is a wonderful story for us personally. But the, the thing is that it doesn't stop there. There's something so much greater about the picture that we see. That this is not something just for us personally. This is a lesson for us corporately. Because the Lord said, Upon this rock I will build my church. Now everyone remembers the story of when God created Adam. He said, I want to create a helpmate for him. So God put Adam to sleep. And as a brother put it, performed the first surgery in the Bible, in, in mankind. And then took something out of Adam's side. Took something. And then formed Eve out of it. Now for Adam, it was great. He went to sleep. And then when he woke up, oh, there was Eve. Don't we all wish that was as finding a, a, another half is as easy as that? But it was a peaceful sleep that God put Adam through and brought forth Eve. But that was but just a picture of what the Lord would do one day. Now, when God put Adam to sleep, there was yet to be there was no sin in the world. But because of your sin and my sin on the cross, the Father crushed the Son. Because of our sins. And God performed another surgery. And then out of the side came forth water and blood. Now it was out of this something that God created the church. This was how the church was to be birthed. 
这就是教会如何诞生的。So out of his side came forth water and blood. So just like the picture of how God formed Eve out of Adam. God was also doing the same thing in um uh, in putting his son to sleep. And out of his side took something to form the church. So how do we pull this together? So when God created Eve, He said He wanted to create a helpmate for Adam. God also wanted to create a helpmate for His Son. So, Um, I'm just thinking of how to put this. So, so now we we see this picture. We see Mount Hermon. We see all the riches in the heavenly places. It, it spoke of how that was made accessible when the Lord was was crucified. For, for us personally, this would all made accessible. We have received all the riches in the heavenly places. That which was not accessible now has become accessible through us. Through the finished work of the cross. But it's much more than that. We said that there is a corporate aspect to this. Now, as I pointed earlier, I think this is probably the greatest revelation in the Bible. That there was something in the heart of God that He was revealing here. So that water becoming accessible, pouring forth, becoming the lifeline, speaks of something much deeper. So I think therefore we have to turn to another portion of the scriptures in Joel chapter 2. Verse 28. It will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on the male and female servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. 
在那些日子我要将我的灵交灌我的仆人和使女 And then in Acts chapter 1 接着使徒行传第一章 Chapter 1 and verse 3. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which, he said, you heard of from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So the Lord here was prophesying of what would happen shortly. That in Joel chapter 2 said, I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. So on the day of Pentecost, what was it that happened? Now we know the Holy Spirit was poured forth. And we know that there were 120 in that upper room. Those 120 disciples were baptized into one body. So what was happened that on the day of the Pentecost? So on the day of Pentecost, the 120 individuals became 120 members of the body of Christ. So here was the prophecy fulfilled how the Lord was pouring forth the Spirit upon, the, upon mankind. So that the body of Christ was birthed. So um so do you see the picture here? After the Lord was crucified, after he was ascended, he poured forth the Spirit. So let us read another portion that explains this even more in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. About what happened on the day of Pentecost. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we were all made to drink of one spirit. 都从一位圣灵受洗，成了一个身体，隐于一位圣灵。So you see that picture of Psalm 42 again? 
So not only was the deer able to drink of the water, it says the water came over in waves around me. So here we see the picture, the same picture here, how the the Holy Spirit was poured forth upon them. As someone put it this way, it's like you walking through a, a lawn that is has all of the sprinklers on. You will get soaked. This is what it meant to be baptized into one body. But we were also to drink of the one spirit. So here again we see that water which came forth from the side of our Lord. This is how the church was formed. It is something from the Lord Himself. So, do you see the picture now? Now, Mount Hermon speaks, you can say it speaks of the Lord Himself. All the abundance of the heavenly place, all the riches in the heavenly places. It was never accessible to us. But now after the the work of the cross, the Lord has made this available to us. So now we it's become accessible to us. So um to, to complete this picture. We, we remember we read in Psalm 133. Sorry to take you back and forth, but I think these are very important. What do we see in Psalm 133? Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, coming down upon the edge of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forever. So the picture we see here is that that precious oil is poured upon the head. That life, abundant life, and then was poured forth. And then it came and fell upon his beard and upon to the edge of his robes. Do you see a big big picture here? It's like Mount Hermon, it's like the head. All the riches of the head. Now because of that cleft rock, all the riches have now become made available. The river Jordan extends throughout the land of Israel. 
extends all the way as if down to the robes, the edge of his of, gar, of his garments. What does it say? It says, life forever. So what is this water? We know it's this Holy Spirit. But in other words, you just think about it as life. Life poured forth. In other words, you can also think of it like the Holy Spirit is like the central nervous system. It reaches out to the members of the body. So you see, this is a complete whole. So you cannot separate the head and the body. The source of life comes from the head. Unlike the river Nile, which is just a river, all the people of Israel have to look to heaven. If there is no snow, there is no provision. But that, what is upon the head? Is the provision. Is life. That's what sustains that whole land. So you see this picture of this great big man, Aaron. That is the picture of Christ and the church. You cannot separate the head from the body. So this is the burden I have this morning. Hopefully to clear, to, to, to make it more clear that we cannot be separated from the head. The whole land of Israel is an example to us of the picture of Christ and the church. The Lord poured forth his life on the day of Pentecost. And that life continues to flow. It flows even until today. Uh, as if that that the uh, that river has multiple um uh uh um tentacles or uh sub uh or uh tributaries, tributaries. Thank you. and reaches to each one of us. We are all connected by that life. Just like a central nervous system is all connected to the head. So this should give us a, 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 the lesson it should show us. Is that this big picture is but a picture of the body of Christ. So how are we to respond to that? So we know that everything we have comes from the head. So that's why I said the church is nothing but Christ. It's his life. Uh, um, uh, so everything comes from him. So um, we had read earlier, so then what are we to do? 
我们刚才也读了经节，那么我们怎么做呢？We all know that we are members of the body of Christ。我们都知道我们是身，他身体上的自己。So what, what did Paul tell us that we need to do？所以保罗告诉我们怎么做呢？Now we see this wonderful picture。所以我们就看到这幅奇妙美好的图画。We know that we are connected to the head。我们都知道我们都连于元首。So the first that we read was holding fast to the head from whom the entire body being supplied。and held together by the joints and ligaments grows with the growth which is from God. Holding fast to the head. Now, it is very easy for us to get focused on the details. Or on the practical matters. It's not that that's not important. It is very important to serve in the kitchen. It is important to visit brothers and sisters that are sick. Or to preach the gospel. Or to even be faithful husbands and wives and parents. But what is the secret? Paul tells us that we have to hold fast to the head. What are we what do we hold on to? Do we hold fast to the head? Now only when we hold fast to the head. Then do we know our place in the body? Our place in this world. So if you think about it, how does a finger know he's a finger? When you're playing in soccer, how do you know you're a finger? You know it because the head never tells you to touch the ball. Only the foot kicks the ball. So how does the foot know he's a foot? He said, of course, the head is telling me to kick the ball. And we're playing soccer. So the, the foot knows he's a foot because he's connected to the head. He's taking direction from the head. So the hand knows it's a hand because the head tells it to go hold the cup. So brothers and sisters, we ought to hold fast to the head. As we hold fast to the head, we will understand our place in the body. Because everything comes from the head. You see that big, huge man. You see the order of things. That water comes from the top and flows to the bottom. So we know we cannot reverse that order. So that, that's why in Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, we're very familiar, starting from verse 1. 
Therefore, I urge your brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Verse 4, For just as we have many members in the body, and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly, a prophecy according to the proportion of his faith, and service in his serving, or how he teaches in his teaching, etc., etc. 第六节，按我们所得的恩赐各有不同，说预言就当照着应信心的程度说预言，或做执事就当专因执事，或做教导等等。So how are we to function in the body of Christ? 所以我们在基督的身体里如何呃如何来运行呢？Paul says we have to do something first. 所以保罗在这里告诉我们说，我们应该第一个要做一件事情。We have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. 我们要将身体献上，当作活祭。What does that mean? That means, in my own translation, it means hold fast to the head. Lord, you have given me a body. My body is a member of the body of Christ. I place my body in your hands. You do what you want with my body. Use me or don't use me. As we do this, as we place ourselves in the hands of God, you will see that the, the gifts will manifest itself. You see the order of things? We present our bodies. We say, Lord, have your way with my life. As we connect to the head, as the Lord says go and we go, as we, He says come and we come, we start to discover our function in the body. We start to discover whether we are to prophesy or to serve or to, to lead and to show mercy. But we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice first. Then as we connect to the head, the head will send signals to us. As we start to exercise our function, we discover our place in the body. So in my own way of putting it, that's all, that means to hold fast to the head. That's how the body grows. That's how the body demonstrates its glory. 
Now we know that the Lord had his own body on this earth to 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 glorify God. Today he has a spiritual body to continue the work that he started. But we must hold fast to the head. Now, Paul also tells us that we are not to love the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because what does this world teach us to do? To hold on to the things of this world. To hold on to the riches of this world. Whether power, or we hold on to our families, hold on to our degrees, but Paul says, no, be Transformed in the renewing of your mind. What are we to hold fast to? Hold fast to the head. The Lord said, Abide in me and I in you, for apart from me you can do nothing. So apart from the head we can do nothing. Just like the vine, uh, the branches, if they don't abide in the vine, they will wither away. So we are to hold fast to the head. So what is what is cancer? This is the negative picture of the body. Is when cells in your body uh, if I may put it this way do not perform the function or that it's supposed to. Instead of just like Paul said, uh, hold fast to the head from whom the entire body grows. Cancer cells grow on their own. Out of order. Not based on the the uh, the uh, I guess the correct DNA. Somehow it replicates uh, disorderly. So I think it's a great lesson to us. When we live our lives independently of the head. We do our own thing. We grow separate, almost like as if we're separate from the body. What happens? Not only that that specific member dies. If not dealt with, can kill the body. This also is a picture for us. That if we live our lives independently, if we have free reign and do not allow the work of the cross to deal with us, we cannot only destroy ourselves, but we can also destroy the body, the whole body of Christ. 
损伤, so holding fast to the head. We will, uh, if anything, let us remember this this morning. You see, this great, we reminded this great universal man of this picture. Who is the head? Is the Lord Himself. He has made all the spiritual blessings of the heavenly places accessible to us. He is uh, the, the, that great Mount Hermon. Providing for us. And being that lifeline for us. And he has poured forth his spirit to do a tremendous work. This is not just something for us personally. But it's something for us corporately. So on a practical note, the message is hold fast to the head. The Lord has revealed such wonderful things to us. The Lord selected that place of Caesarea Philippi to give the greatest truths. So that we may understand how important this is. This matter of the Christ and the church. So our part. We need to hold fast to the head. We need to acknowledge that there is nothing that is of us. Everything is from above. All the riches are from above. All the provisions are from above. The wisdom, the strength, everything is from 